0: I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Grab your Bibles. Put them over your heart and say this with me. This is my Bible. Is my Bible. God's written living word to me. Living word. What he about me. What He thinks about me. It reveals who God says I am. It reveals who God says I am. And tells me what God says I can have. And because, it's how God about me, and because it's how God thinks about me, I choose to believe and act on what I'll read. And thus I am transformed. Amen. We're going to begin a new series this morning entitled Great Faith. And this morning's topic is what is faith? I believe the subject of faith begins in the same way that the entire Bible begins. The first words of the Bible. In the beginning God. He doesn't even choose to argue with us about that. In the beginning God that resolves everything it resolves who's in charge doesn't it? it resolves where I'm going to go for answers it resolves political debates it resolves all religious debates in the beginning God and that God desires to have a relationship with the beings that he created. And that relationship is absolutely dependent upon faith. You cannot have a vibrant relationship with the God of the universe apart from faith. And throughout this series, we're going to learn not only what is faith, but how to grow in it, because you can have greater levels of faith. There's actually levels of faith, strengths of faith. The Bible talks about great faith versus little faith for instance. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to stand in faith. Don't miss this series and in your Bibles if you want to join me. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Did you know that God can be pleased? How many of you have ever been pleased by somebody? How many in this last week you experienced being pleased by somebody that you have a relationship with. Could I see your hands? Okay. Did you know that God can be pleased? Did you know it's impossible to please Him apart from faith? Think about this. You can't please God in other words you can't have a relationship with God that's close apart from faith now turn back and look in the gospel of Mark chapter 9 verse 23 all things are possible to him that believes So it's impossible to please God without faith, but all things are possible if you have faith. Oh, faith is great. Faith is giant. Faith faith is so important. And I don't think we study it enough. I don't think we talk about it enough. And I promise you in this series you will hear it like you've never heard it explained before. I just guarantee you the Holy Spirit has been saying some things to me about faith that I've never heard before. And I, I, I have been preaching on this, studying this subject for 35 plus years, preaching on it for 35 years, studying it for, for 40 years. I've heard practically all of the individuals that you could probably name that, that teach on the subject of faith and admire them admire that teaching and yet as I was studying for this topic and this particular message today the Holy Spirit said some things to me that I've never heard before about faith so you're in for a good one look at somebody and say we're in for a good one <laughs> What is faith? You know, faith's definition if you just ask somebody on the street is sort of like asking people what is love. There are just so many variations. I love that margarine. I love that beautiful sunset. I love my puppy dog. I love you. Now all of those have different meanings, don't they? All of them have different nuances and so you know, loving a sunset or loving a stick of butter or loving you know, your spouse. (laughs) How many of you see there's just... and so if you ask somebody on the street what does faith mean? What is faith? Likewise you would get a lot of varying definitions. For instance, it's something I turn to when I'm in trouble. Huh? well I just I just trust everything's somehow going to work out how many of us have ever said that I just and we call that faith well I know Mark he's really close to God he, he's a good person I mean if there's anybody that should get healed it's Mark we call that faith Mark has faith. He's a, he's a good person. Mark's a good person. How about this? Well, it's something to believe in that gives my life meaning. <laughs> Pardon me, if you ask the average person on the street what faith is, that's a common one. Well, it, it helps me, re- here's one, it helps me relate to a higher being, whatever your God is. It, it helps me relate to God and find something meaningful outside myself. In fact, faith can even be something that we use to distinguish religions and denominations within religions. Well, that's the Baptist faith, or that's the Catholic faith, or that's the... None of those are faith. Oh, generally, in the sense that we refer to loving margarine or loving the beautiful sunset, I understand that to use faith in relationship to any of those I just mentioned and others might be faith, but did you know that the Bible actually gives us a definition of faith? The Bible actually gives us a definition of faith. I submit to you that faith is a supernatural force. It is a fruit of a seed, and that seed is God's Word. And when this supernatural force, when this supernatural thing gets released through the seed, all things are possible to him that believes. Let me give you an example. There was a little virgin girl back 2,000 years ago in Israel who was engaged to a man named Joseph. And an angel appeared to her. Joseph was not present and said, Mary, you're going to have a child. She said, no, no. How can that be? I've not had relations with Joseph. And the angel announced, the thing that is in you is going to be born of the Holy Spirit. God's going to take his seed. Listen to me. This is important. God is going to take his seed and put it in you and you are going to give birth. Here's what Mary said be it unto me according to your word and in that moment faith in Mary ignited it drew upon the promise in the seed and Mary got pregnant and the Virgin Mary brought forth Jesus is there any greater miracle than the birth of Jesus through a virgin Doesn't that make some of our circumstances pale (laughs) in comparison? Doesn't that make a few of the problems you and I are having just sort of pale in comparison to the need, the level, the intensity? How great. Oh, God, you're... Boy, I hope God does something, you know. I, I hope God will help me in this. Listen, if God can cause a baby to be born through a virgin and she brings forth the Christ the Son of God and it's all done by faith how many of you suppose if we could get a hold of that faith if we could learn how to use that faith do you see why in Mark chapter 9 Jesus said all things are possible to him that what does what what's possible if you believe is there anything excluded is there anything in your life that faith wouldn't take care of if all things are possible to him that believes Jesus was born by faith Mary brought forth Jesus by faith. And faith began with a seed. Our part in faith is to access that seed source and put it into the soil. Then God will grow it. If we simply access the source of the seed, and by the way, the seed is the same for every person. There's no difference in the seed. God doesn't give one seed to Nina and a different seed to Terry and and find a different seed that he sorts through and says, Here, Ed, this will be the seed for faith that you can have. And, uh, oh, Rick, mm, let's see, uh, here's the seed that you can. The seed for faith is the same no matter who is using it. And by the way, that seed is perfect, it never fails it's just looking for soil to go into and when it gets in that soil given that you take care of that soil that seed the life is in the seed the power to meet your circumstances the power to address anything in your life is in the seed and all we have to do is access that seed source and sow it into the soil of our heart and God will take that thing and he'll grow it. Could I say it this way to you? He wants us to succeed in using our faith. God wants us to be successful in using faith. Did you know that you can experience saving faith? before you even believe or trust everything that's in the Bible? How many of you came to Christ at a time in your life where you were not seeking God? You weren't chasing after God? In fact, you probably didn't really even know the Bible very well. Could I see your hands? Okay. A great many of you, most of you, All right, Isn't that amazing? that the second greatest miracle which is the new birth happened in your life when you weren't even seeking God you didn't even know or understand the Bible and yet you got saved by exercising faith faith isn't dependent on how much scripture you know faith isn't dependent on how long you've been walking with God Faith will work in the life of anybody who takes the seed of the word of God, puts it in the soil of their heart, and then begins to believe. Like Mary, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Someone said it this way, Faith is substance, believing is a process our focus today is going to be on what faith is so let's look Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 the definition of faith you don't have to wonder you don't have to go and ask the man on the street what he thinks Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 it's on the screen now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen we no longer have to guess Amplified translation says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things that we hope for. It's the proof of what we do not see. It's the conviction of their reality. The Greek word is hupostasos, the assurance of things hoped for, the assurance, the assurance. Everybody say assurance. Now say Hup- hupostasos. Good, you, you, you've you just spoken Greek. The Greek word for assurance is hupostasos. And it means the thing that stands under and provides proof, the thing that is like It's the building, it's the contract, it's, I love this, it's the title deed. Would you bring up the picture, sound booth, please? Of a title deed. How many of you have a title deed? Huh? How many of you have a title deed? (laughs) Now, I'm not talking about that thing that the car dealership gave you when you leased your car. That is not a title deed. That's a contract that says... We own the car, we're letting you lease it for three years. We're going to let you rent it and you're going to pay us, but we still own it. That's not title deed. That's how some people use faith. That's how some people relate to God. Well, uh, let's try this. Let's just, I'll pray this prayer and let's just see what God does and, you know, if it doesn't work, I'll go down the street to a different dealer. Hmm. No, when you have title deed, you have proof that everything that stands or is behind that title deed mentioned in the title deed is yours. When is it yours? Someday or right now? You see, we just purchased a home in December. And I looked through my files and I found a title deed. And that title deed says that that home is mine right now, not when I die, not a couple of years from now. That home is mine. When you use faith, you're using something that's supernatural, that gives you title deed to whatever it is God has promised you in his word. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature and he upholds, here it is, He uses hupostasos to uphold the universe by the word of his power. Did you know everything in the universe is held together by words? The power of words, the power of God's spoken word, the seed. God created everything that is through the word of his mouth, seeds. And he came to that little virgin named Mary, and he spoke to her. He gave her a seed of his word, and he said, Mary, you're going to give birth to the Son of God. How, Lord, her reasoning began to work. I've not had sexual relations with my fiance. How many of you know that when the word comes to you, when God speaks to you, reasoning will try to reason away The seed. How, Lord? And the Lord said, no, look, I'm not talking about what you can produce through your reasoning, Mary. I'm talking about something outside of yourself that's supernatural. I'm going to do it. I'm not asking you to do it. I'm not asking you to produce the miracle. The life is in the seed. Look, Mary, all I need you to do is accept it. Take it into yourself and believe it. You carry the seed, the life is in the seed, it will produce the miracle. And Mary said, "Oh, well, I've got that. I can do that. Lord, be it unto me according to your word." I ask you, what are you needing from God today? Are there any circumstances in your life right now where you sure need a miracle or you you need uh, you need a provision from God? You know what God says? That's easy. All things are possible to him that believes. That's easy. I've got an answer for that. And you know what he does? He gives us seed. And he doesn't say, look, now you're going to have to work this out on your own. He gives us a seed and he asks us to put it in the soil of our hearts and simply say, now, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. See, faith is the title deed of things hoped for. It's what upholds. It's what comes up under the promise and says, that promise is mine. Secondly, the writer in Hebrews, verse 1 of chapter 11, says that it's the proof of what we don't see. How many of you have ever used something that's the proof of something you can't see? This is referred to in the same chapter, verse 27, if you want to look at it, referring to the people of faith and the men of faith and how they acted, how they lived. And it says in verse 27 As seeing him who was invisible, there is an ability through faith to see things that are invisible. Faith allows you to see. Faith allows you to reach into the unseen realm where the promise is and receive it and stand up under and believe until that promise comes into the reality where you can use it. How many of you have a credit card? I have a credit card here. Now, faith is similar to this in that this is the proof of what I can't see. In fact, if I give this to a merchant, there's very little I couldn't buy with it because it has no spending limit. And as far as the merchant is concerned, if I hand him this... It's the proof of what he can't see that's supposed to be over here in my account, or I'm promising I'll make good on that amount and I'll be sure that he gets it. Proof of what you can't see. Your faith is proof of what you can't see. How many times have we read the Bible read a promise, and said, oh, I I wish that were true about my life. Or, I'm sure hoping that will happen for me. Haven't you said that before? That's not faith. That's hope. (laughs) If you stay in hope, there's a lot of things about God's promises you'll never receive. Faith is not hope it's the substance of things hoped for it's the contract give me that other picture here let me show you in Bible times what that contract looked like it's the title deed behind what you're hoping for which which says what what is a title deed it's absolute proof it's legal a title deed will stand up in court I'm not hoping this is mine the title deed says its already yours let's take healing as an example perhaps there's a part of your body right now that needs healing here's how most Christians pray Lord if it be your will you can heal this part of my body I'm hoping that you'll heal me this week that is not faith Most likely, you will not get healed. Most likely, that thing will continue in your life and cost you a lot of money. Faith, on the other hand, turns in the word of God, finds the promise of Isaiah 53 and verse 4, by his stripes we were healed. He himself bore my sickness, carried my disease, and by his stripes I am healed. Well, Father... That's the seed. Thank you. You've spoken that. I take that right now. It's my title deed. In Jesus' name, I am healed. And then he says, now look, this is proof of what you can't see. How many of you know that sometimes when you pray, you're praying about something you can't see yet? How many of you this last week prayed about something that you haven't yet seen with your physical eyes? It hasn't come into reality yet, but faith allows you to see what you can't see. Am I making sense? That's what the Bible says faith is. Faith allows you to see into the realm of the Spirit what you can't see with your natural eyes. And it's legal, title, deed to what God says is yours here in His Word And you start believing it's yours. Now we're going to talk a lot more about the process of believing. Today we're just talking about the substance of faith. Faith is substance. Believing is a process. Hmm. Faith apprehends as real fact what's not revealed to the senses. It rests on the fact and acts upon it and is upheld by it in the face of all that seems to contradict it. Let me give you five things now that will help you understand the true nature of faith. So we've defined faith. Now here's the nature of faith. Here's how you can know faith is working, that you're in faith versus hope, that you're in faith versus doubt and unbelief. All right? Number one. God gave you faith when he supernaturally opened your heart to receive Jesus. I don't know about you, but that's good. I've got faith. I've had it ever since I said yes to Jesus. In fact, Paul said it this way, you have the measure of faith. Everybody has the measure of faith. How much faith does it take to accomplish certain things? Well, Jesus seemed to indicate that something as small as a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed in the world, can move mountains. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd just be happy to move some of the mountains before going on to the, you know, the levels of faith that would be great faith. And there are levels, and there, is, there are differences. But I'm so excited that I have the measure of faith, that God gave it to me when I got born again, and that faith comes to us To form the reality of the Word of God in our heart. And it does what the Bible calls sozo. Faith produces something called sozo. Sozo is the Greek word that means not only salvation in the sense of forgiveness, but sozo means deliverance, it means forgiveness, it means healing. Sozo is sort of like the Hebrew word shalom. Nothing broken, nothing missing. And get this. You got sozoed when you simply gave your heart to Jesus in that moment, wherever it was, whenever it happened, and you said yes to Jesus Christ and he came into your life. He saved you. Greatest miracle in the world to be saved. And he gave you in that instant faith. Now, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's huge, everybody. Faith comes. What's that mean? Faith is not something that originates with me. I don't have to struggle to get it. It comes from an outside source. Faith comes through hearing, and hearing the Word of God. We don't choose to have faith. It's not a result of our will. Faith is God's given ability that makes a portion of His Word that you're looking at come alive, and then He can impart that to you, and then your faith claims that seed, that Word, entitled deed, as mine not later right now this is mine that's what faith does so faith can come in a variety of ways faith can come when you're worshiping that's why often when we when we're in worship here you'll sense a closeness to God you know what that is how many of you know God did not show up here at 10 o'clock how many of you know God did not come to Genesis at 10 o'clock this morning Right? God, God did not show up at Genesis at 10 o'clock. And by the way, how is God at Genesis and over at North Rock and up here at Northern Hills and over west here at Flatirons? How is God everywhere <laughs> if he's here? You brought God with you. So you know, you know what you're feeling When worship starts, and the music's playing, and you start clapping and dancing, and you're feeling lifted, and we start feeling, quote, get this now, listen to me, closer to God than when you walked in, could I ask you, where does God live? In my heart. Where? In my heart. In your heart. Well, how do you get closer than that? Why do we describe it as, I feel closer to God now? Because we're not living in faith. We're living in hope. And so we do and feel things like, boy, if I could just... I, I know if I can get to that service where that evangelist is preaching, that's a, that, that man, that woman, they're known for laying hands on people and getting them healed. If I can get over there, I'll get healed. Well, you know what? You're going to go to that meeting and there's a good chance you're going to walk out sick. Yeah. You know why? Because your faith is not in God's Word or in the reality that it legally belongs to you right now. And you don't have to wait to go get prayed for. Your faith is in that man. Your faith is in a prayer that somebody else is going to pray, not your own. And you're just a wishing and a hoping, and you're a hoping there's a gift of the Spirit that will get turned on and manifest when you get prayed for, and somehow you'll get set free. Now, in the mercy of God, many people do get healed that way. And when the gift of faith and the gifts of healings are present in a meeting like that, people can get healed that have zero faith. But dear ones, hear me. God wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want you running around from church to church, meeting to meeting, tape set, DVD set to DVD set, trying to get faith, get a miracle, increase your relationship with him. He lives in us. The creator of the universe lives in me, and he's already given me his faith. That's how I got saved and now what he wants me to do is learn how to develop my faith and use good seed choices Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself so you can listen to MP3's and you can get into worship and you know Nina Nina recently just bought the Bible on CD and so now she when she's driving around town she'll put in a Bible CD and listen to the Bible when she's in her car why is she doing that because faith comes. oh you're not listening to me why is she doing that because faith comes why would you put in a Bible CD into your car player because faith comes why do you go to church and listen to the word taught? because faith comes why do you spend time with other Christians because faith comes faith comes when we're around good seed choices and we say oh that's mine you're right it was here all the time Jesus bore my sickness he carried my disease thank you musicians thank you fellow Christians thank you Genesis for making me more aware it was mine all the time so settled right now done i have title deed to it and i can see it though i don't feel it i can see it though i don't have it yet manifested in the i i have it it's mine thank you lord mm. so without faith this is why it's impossible to please god parents let me ask you something When you ask your children to do something or you discuss with them rules of the home and they ignore those rules, are you pleased? Does it produce joy in your heart? When you took a Friday evening and you had family time and you sat down with your children and you just sort of laid it out and you worked through it and then you even before you wound up and gave big hugs and watched a show together went out and got an ice cream just before you did that you said now do you understand and they said oh yeah got that and then the next day they do the very opposite of what you talked about in family time does that give you joy Are you pleased? Does it make you feel close? (laughs) Now remember, the father wants a relationship with his kids. And this is why the scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God. You know why? He expects you to believe his word as though he meant it the first time he said it. We don't doubt it. We don't compare it to our circumstances. We don't try to reason it out. We don't say, well, I haven't seen it yet, so I sure am hoping I get healed. God's not pleased with that. It's not faith. He says, I gave you my word. It is the seed. You have a choice to be like Mary. Be it unto me according to your word. Number four, words are seed choices. What you plant can choke your faith and cripple faith's operation, causing you to doubt God's Word and even blame God for circumstances. Hear me, God is never to blame for adversity. God is never to blame for evil. God is never to blame for sickness. God is never to blame for temptation that directs you away from His love. Never. All of those things are simply contrary to God's Word and finally the scripture says that the just will live by faith what's that mean? faith isn't something that you have to go get it's something that God gives you and then he teaches you how to succeed in using it by simply taking the seed choice and putting it into your heart and saying be it unto me according to your word you see the soil of your heart is prepared to receive the seed through what listen to me carefully as we as we end our, our service now this point is so very important if you could think back to when you received jesus the greatest miracle of faith that's ever happened to anybody in this room can you tell me what your state was at that time can you tell me maybe the condition of your heart? I'm not talking about where you weeping, were you crying, you know, all of that sort of thing. But could just the general condition of your heart when you did say yes to Jesus, could I characterize it as this? You recognized there was a need. You recognized God loved you. You recognized he had the solution. And in a sort of brokenness, you said, I surrender. Yes, I surrender and Jesus came into your life. The greatest miracle of the seed, the greatest miracle of faith that you will ever experience happened as a result of the brokenness of surrender and simply saying yes. You see, the central characteristic, I want you to get this, the central characteristic of a life of faith is turning to Scripture in every circumstance and every decision inviting the presence of the Holy Spirit to lead you. You may want to write this down. Use your hand out there. The central characteristic of a life of faith is turning to the Scripture in every circumstance and every decision, inviting the presence of the Holy Spirit to lead you in finding a promise regarding your circumstances and then you exalt that scripture, you exalt that promise above your reasoning and you say I will hold on to his word no matter what my circumstances say I am going to believe what God says above my reasoning. Lord thank you for the seed I take it now and I put it in my heart be it unto me according to your word may I ask you this morning would you be willing to come to the altar and ask for a new level of brokenness and surrender now your altar might be there at your seat it might be on the floor it might to be it might be these stairs it might be around the communion table it might be in the arms of somebody that loves you that will pray for you I want us right now to minimize could we lower the lights and I want us to minimize the movement I want us to minimize the distraction I realize there's a lot of distraction right now because if he can if the enemy can Here's here's what Jesus said. He gave us this, this parable and this principle. It's called the parable of the sower, and here's what he said. He said, in the first kind of soil, when that soil hears the word, the thief comes immediately to steal the word. Satan doesn't give a rip about you. He cares about the seed that you've just heard in this message. And if possible, even through a simple distraction or people moving around in the sanctuary, he will steal this moment from you that we have together right now. I'm asking, number one, would you be willing to come to the, quote, altar and just ask God for a new level of surrender and brokenness to receive his seed choices. And number two, would you be so courageous as to ask the Lord for a fresh revelation of his word and that he would release that saving faith, the same faith that you accepted Jesus with, that he'd release a fresh, just measure, supernatural measure of faith in your heart towards things that are unseen. Would you be willing to do that? Would you ask for a new revelation of God's desire to impart saving faith? And hear me now. And supernaturally, it's not something you do. You just, in brokenness, come to Him. Come to the altar. And you just come to Him and say, Lord, I'm willing. Move me here. Listen. Move me from where I'm at to the next level. Remember in the message on neighboring, I talked about the Ingalls scale and how that in working with people who don't yet know the Lord, it's important for us to back off of that preaching constantly and Bible waving and realize that people that might be at a negative three on the scale just need to be loved and and cared for and we can move them from a negative three to a a negative two and that's success. Where are you this morning in your walk with God? Where are you in using faith? Where are you in taking God's seed choices of His Word and putting them into the soil of your heart and believing no matter what your circumstances, no matter what reasoning says? Where are you? Are you a three? Are you a minus two? Maybe you're sitting right on zero. Would you be willing to come to the altar and say, Lord, with just a a, a new brokenness, I, I ask you, for a fresh surrender in my life and Lord would you move me from wherever I am just even one step I don't have to have it all I don't have to be a faith giant you know I just would you move me one step Lord ahead in you and in faith would you be willing to do that